They said he wouldn't do it. They said his roster was terrible, the worst roster in college football. Well, that worst roster in college football, led by Deion Sanders, the Colorado Buffaloes, made history, upsetting number 17 TCU in week one, and now they're ready to take college football by storm. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Borba. This episode of Locked On Buffs is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Okay, let's dive right in. If you guys haven't heard already, I need you to move out from under that rock you're living under. Coach Prime in Colorado pulled off the biggest upset, maybe in college football history, maybe in college football history. They head to Fort Worth where they're taking on number 17 TCU, a team that, while I've talked about it on multiple occasions, they lost a lot of talent, but people were still saying, oh, they're going to blow Colorado out of the water. They were favored by 20 and a half, as many as 21 points at times. Colorado goes into Fort Worth and punches TCU in the mouth, punches America in the mouth, punches the college football world in the mouth. Um, let, let's go over a few things. Um, one, they're like I said, favored by 20 and a half. Um, I talked about it on every show I went on. I said that TCU team, while they were good last year, completely different team. People told me I was wrong. I said, okay, I'll just take it. I'll just be like, okay, I guess I was wrong. You know, TCU, they're, maybe they're a good team, even though they lost a lot of people and they had to bring a lot of people in. Colorado, on the other hand, led by Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, bringing 50 transfers. Everything's different. Everything has changed. Program has changed. Money's coming in from the program. The the fans have funded $28 million in support of Deion Sanders. Everybody loves Coach Prime, but guess what? People still doubted him. I did an episode a couple days ago. Colorado has the worst roster in the country. Worse than UMass is what they was what was said. Worse than UMass. And now we're sitting here talking about a Colorado victory over a number 17 team because one, people let People let the hype get to them, the non-hype. I think people got too excited to kind of take a you-know-what on Coach Prime in Colorado. They got too excited about TCU being ranked and making it to the championship last year with a, basically a completely different team. And so now, what happened? Well, let me tell you what happened. I'll, I'll break down the score for you. 45-42 in Colorado's favor. Um, this same team where people criticize, oh, they have their quarterback played at a HPCU. Oh, they're... Travis Hunter hasn't played at the Power 5 level yet. Oh, this, that, all the other. They they torched TCU. They literally torched them, made them look like they were the FCS team. Now, obviously, I had my moments where I was like, I want to see if Shadur Sanders could play at this level. But I knew he was going to be good. I knew he was going to be good. But to say I knew he was going to be record-breaking good in his first day, I, I wouldn't go that far. I knew he was going to be good, but not that good. Um, Let's just go, let's go over the score a little bit. TCU wins, or excuse me, Colorado wins 45 to 42. Um, they hang 565 yards on them. Um, people were, there's criticisms. Oh, they're going to be so undisciplined. There's so many transfers. What, how are they going to do this? Uh, they only had six penalties. So they did it quite well, actually. Um, first down, they had 30. Um, they were nine for 15 on third down, two for two on fourth down. Um, in, a, in a college football world where they shorten the game by eliminating um, the clock stopping on first downs and stuff, Colorado still got in 81 plays, 81 plays, and guess what? They were effective plays, 13.4 yards per completion, 
Um, their run game wasn't the best. Um, they were three for three in the red zone. And realistically, this win changes everything for the program. And let me tell you why. For for starters, now everybody knows not to doubt Coach Prime Colorado. They're already five-point favorites against Nebraska, um, according to Action Network. If you went and looked last week, they were, t- they were touchdown underdogs. They were touchdown underdogs. Nebraska goes, loses to Minnesota by a field goal, looks terrible. Jeff Sims, as I've been saying, is what he is. He throws the turnover. He throws turnovers, throws interceptions, excuse me. Colorado comes out, beats ranked team, and now they're the favorite. Everybody's hopping on the bandwagon. And, of course, we knew this was coming. Um, Coach Prime, after the game, said he kept those receipts. Um, you can see it on Deion Sanders Jr.'s Instagram. He posted one of my articles talking about someone criticizing his dad. Like, everybody was doubting Colorado. So now everybody's on the bandwagon. Even after the game, Coach Prime is calling out specific reporters, which, as you can tell, I'm not in my normal studio, um, was traveling for the game. He was calling out specific reporters like, oh, you didn't believe. I saw your article. He he said he kept receipts, and I think people thought he was joking. And I think, in, in a sense, I thought he was joking too. But then when certain people, uh, not to name names, but certain reporters would go to ask him a question, he'd go, yeah, I remember what you wrote about me. Do you believe now? And the reporter kind of obviously is not going to be like, yeah, I, I think you're the best or like anything. Or be like, no, I was wrong. And he's like, do you believe? And the reporter didn't say anything, nothing that – Coach Prime was pleased with. And he goes, yeah, next question. It was absurd. Um, but you know what? I feel like in a way it was warranted. Um, I think I talked about it, especially with Tom Lugendale. The This is the most recent example, not just single him out. Um, Pat Narduzzi did this as well. Um, other coaches, analysts, whatever, maybe. People wanted to get a hot take in about Deion Sanders, about Coach Prime. They wanted to be like, you know what? I said he's going to suck, and he's going to be terrible. And so then when he sucks, I'm going to be like, I always knew. I always knew, and that's their mindset. And so when they won, everybody had to they had to eat crow. They had to eat some crow because guess what? They won, and now there were so many people doubting Coach Prime. And he remembers. He screenshots. I don't say he's petty, but he's a petty king. His son's a petty king too. And guess what? If you're getting caught by the petty king, good luck um, because it seems he'll get a little icy with you. Anyway, um, back to what this brings to the program. There was already interest in the program. Colorado was already the sixth most bet on team to win the championship, right? Shadur Sanders was already drawing Heisman bets, okay? Colorado was already kind of, I mean, they put together a top 25 class when he first took the job, right? Yes. Um, He put together the number one transfer class. Yes. Okay. David Stone, a five-star recruit, has already posted about Colorado. He has already posted social media things. Other recruits have already posted their interest in Colorado on social media. This grows the brand somehow even more. Um, more fans are going to follow. More recruits and transfers are going to be interested in coming to Colorado. And guess what? I think Colorado just gained some major respect by going into TCU, beating them. And honestly, the score was close. There was close moments. But had TCU kind of, or had Colorado's defensive line maybe not got a little tired or maybe – been a little better at stopping the run um, because I will say that was probably my biggest complaint um, was that TCU, TCU rushed for 262 yards. Had Colorado stopped the run a little bit, it's a 20-point win. I'm not even joking to you. Colorado scored basically every time they went on the field with ease. Shadur Sanders looked like he looked like a pro quarterback. He, I think he throws the best deep ball in college football. Not a hot take. Um, he was so accurate. He completed 80% of his passes. And let's let's just be real. 
that TCU team was not what they were. That's not what they were hyped up to be. Everybody was like, oh, they're going to be good again. Oh, they got Sunny Dykes year two. Yeah, I think they were playing with borrowed money last year. It worked out because they had a great team from the Gary Patterson era, and they got punched in the mouth by this Deion Sanders-led Colorado team. And now we're here talking about all the things that went wrong for TCU and all the things that went right for Colorado. They're building their brand even more. They're getting, they're attracting recruits. They're gaining national respect. And guess what? They're started one and zero in the win column. They got a, they got a number in the win column before they got a number in the loss column. Um, I projected when I did my record prediction, I was like, you know what? I think, I think they finished the first month two and one. Um, there are one and zero, and I think they'll be favored in their next two games. There's a good chance by come October or come their matchup with I think Oregon is their first Pac-12 matchup. They're going to be three and zero, probably a top fifteen team. So if you're a Colorado Buffalo fan, be excited. You have every right to be excited. Everybody told you that your team would suck. They were one and eleven last year. They were terrible, and now. Look where we're at. Okay. This episode of Locked on Buffs is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Athletic Brewing. If you aren't familiar, let me introduce you. Um, it's time for your game changer of the week. I think I have to go with Travis Hunter. He was making plays on offense, making plays on defense. He made a, a score-saving interception, a diving interception. And this is brought to you by the Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Travis Hunter, completely changed the game against TCU. The non-alcoholic beer, they made non-alcoholic beers that actually tasted good. They changed the game for non-alcoholic beer. Okay, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that taste actually good, full of fa- flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. I got mine the other day. I got a nice little package. I took the quiz because I was like, I don't know which flavor I'm going to like. Um, took the quiz, found my perfect flavor. They sent it to me within the next couple days, uh, and they're fit for all times. So you could drink them. At the, watching the game, next time you're watching Colorado pull off a major win, you could watch them. Next time you're maybe you hit a workout, you could take one. And the best part, no hangovers. So you could find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online athletic, at Athletic Brewing Company at athleticbrewing.com. First customers can get can use Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Um, it's near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Okay, we're back. <sighs> Record breaking. Uh, we're still talking about the performance because how could we not? Um, I think I highlighted when I did my previews for all of the playmakers, I got all of them. But did I get the production right? No. I honestly could not have imagined this, and it's no shock that I couldn't imagine this because it was like the first time it happened in school history. So I didn't realize Sean Lewis was gonna just absolutely expose his Colorado defense. But five separate players um, for Colorado made history. Um, let's start off with the obvious one: Shadur Sanders. Um, I think he deserves the most respect. Uh, I think people like my myself included. I questioned him a little bit. I just questioned the jump because Cam Ward last year we saw him at Washington State. He came up from Incarnate Word, right? I was like, okay, Cam Ward's decent. Struggled. Didn't play well right away. Should flashes. Sure, Sanders looked like this was his ninth year of, of FBS Power 5 football. Like, he came in dicing the, off, dice, dice in the defense, leading the offense with authority. And TCU had no answer for him. They got pressure on him. Sure, the offense line did much better than I thought they would. I was wrong about that. Um, the offense line held up. And if they didn't, TCU would get pressure on him. Sure, Sanders kind of run around the pocket, find the open receiver deliver a dart. His numbers were absurd. Um, I think realistically, if anyone outside of his father uh, received the most disrespect, it'd be him. Um, 
there was an article the other day. This isn't the HBCU. You won't be playing Bethune-Cookman. You won't be playing North Carolina Central or North Carolina A&T or whoever it was. And everybody's like, oh, you know, he's an HBCU quarterback, FCS quarterback. It doesn't translate. Um, there's high school kids that I would take over him. Well, guess what? It definitely translates. Working out, working out with Tom Brady may or may not. I'll go with May. May help the kid. Uh, he absolutely shined. Um, he was the first one that broke. Well, not the first one that broke history, but he was the first one I want to talk about that broke some history because he was just getting flat out disrespected. People were talking about him like he was some scrub that played like football in a foreign country and then tried to come here and just thought he would be great. No, Shadur Sanders was a four-star recruit, was scheduled to go to Florida State, but ended up not going there because he wanted to follow Willie Taggart, who went to FAU, and then obviously went to Jackson State to follow his dad. I think him going to Jackson State kind of threw people threw him off people's radars a little bit and increased the level of disrespect that people were sending his way. And guess what? That was a mistake. Um, you cannot be disrespecting Shadur Sanders. Um, I think TCU learned that the hard way. Let me just read you a stat line. 38 of 47 for 510 yards, a school record 510 yards, um, four touchdowns, and 81% completion rating. Um, he His QBR, his quarterback rating, 200.1. Um, for reference, let's look at Chandler Morris's uh, 119. <laughs> so by far and away, the best quarterback on that field, Shadur Sanders, looked elite. Um, his Heismanovs, I believe they were 12,500 to one. Um, yeah, if you put, I, th I thought it was kind of crazy, you know, getting an early bet on Excuse me, I had to sneeze there. I thought the Heismanovs, I was like, oh, you know, maybe next year. I was like, maybe that's maybe that's a futures bet, like for 2024. Yeah, if he's not the Heisman favorite right now, um, it's probably because it's Travis Hunter, uh, first of all. But if he's not at least a Heisman top five candidate right now, um, whoever is doing that, whoever's ranking your Heisman on the odds makers sites, fire him, get him out, um, because Shadur Sanders probably had the best quarterback performance in all of college football. That's my hot take right there. Best quarterback performance in all of college football. Um, ironically, after the game, he told reporters that, "Hey, I came from the HBCU level." Um, played at a small school in Texas and this was the most yards I've ever thrown for. And it was at the highest level of football he's played. So he's a gamer. Um, we knew that was going to happen. Um, so yeah, like I said, completed 81% of his passes. They're just shredding the defense. Um, looked like a seasoned vet at the power five level, uh, made it look easy. Realistically, if he plays like that every game, he'll win the Heisman. He'd probably be a top 10 pick. No, no shock there. Okay. He made some history with some other people though. Here's the thing. Uh, when you throw for 500 yards, you got to be throwing it to people. And I talked about this a lot with you guys. Um, Sean Lewis's offense, you want to be the top three or four receivers. Uh, not that other guys won't get the ball, but the top three or four are the ones that are in the most, um, especially, and here's what it comes down to. They go so fast that they don't substitute. Because if they don't substitute, the defense can't substitute. Or if the defense does substitute, uh, Colorado could be snapping while they're running off, running off the field. So um, it's kind of a strategic thing, and especially when you're running as many plays as they are, the defense wants to sub, and so it's a kind of a risk they had to take. Um, realistically, these four guys, though, uh, these were the guys that I pretty much highlighted as stars every time I talked about it. Um, let's start off with Travis Hunter. Um, realistically, whew, wow. Travis Hunter may go down as the best two-way player in college football history and it's only been one game of him at the power five level but it may be an overreaction but it's really not um on defense absolutely clamping receivers broke up a touchdown made a diving interception when tcu was driving to score um incredible performance by him 
And it's like, okay, yeah, he's a defense back. He, he was supposed to be good at defense back. Wide receiver. The other position he plays to help out, yeah. Um, he may be one of the best wide receivers in the country, and that's not even his main position. He had 11 catches for 119 yards. Um, no touchdowns, but he did have some major ones. Um, Coach Prime joked because he did drop, I think, one diving catch touchdown, and he dropped another diving um, catch, down by, or catch by the boundary. And during the halftime interview, Coach Prime was like, you know what? If he catches those two plays or catches those two balls, he's got the Heisman at the crib. And honestly, he might have been right because Travis Hunter played over 100 snaps. I think it was 117 total snaps of the game. That's unheard of. People are like, oh, he needs to rest. Oh, he, he needs a pitch count. Travis Hunter, after the game, said he, kind of, he was ready for another game. He's got that dog in him. That's what the, that's what the kids say. He's got that dog in him. Um, and so he 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 shattered records, too. Um he helped shatter records. Uh, Jimmy Horn, the USF transfer, 11 catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Xavier Weaver, other USF transfer, six catches, 118 yards. And then this might be the most underrated performance and its history for Colorado. Um, Dylan Edwards, the true freshman running back. He's 5'9", a short king. We love our short kings as a fellow one. Um, they flipped him from Notre Dame as a recruit. Uh, very excited. Everybody was like, oh, he's so small. Everybody, this feeds into the narrative. Colorado is such a small team. Well, guess what? This little small king, uh, small guy, five catches, 135 yards, five touchdowns, a long of 75 yards, okay? Plus, he also rushed in touchdowns. So he had four touchdowns in his college football debut. It's college football debut. He had four touchdowns and torched the Colorado, the TCU defense. They looked like, it honestly looked like when you're like an older, I, I didn't have siblings, but I had younger cousins. When you're playing with your younger cousins, or brother or sister, whatever it may be, and you're, like, running from them, and, like, you know they can't catch you, but, like, you run anyway, and they're, like, chase after you, and it's like, ah. That's what Dylan Edwards looked like. He's so fast that he made TCU's D1 top-tier athletes look like they were, like, little kids chasing after an older brother because they could not touch him. Um, and overall, the four guys that – because it was uh, Travis Hunter, Jimmy Horn, Xavier Weaver, and Dylan Edwards, they – for the first time in school history, Colorado had four 100 receivers, something that took – when I was reading um, something from Brian Howell, something that took multiple games last season was for them to get 100 yard receivers. That's how bad Colorado was last year. Uh, and Sean Lewis's offense, they did it in literally maybe the, by the third quarter. Um, Shadur Sanders had well over 400 yards by the third quarter, came around, and it was just a stunning performance by these guys. They broke history, they made history, um, they broke records. And realistically, my biggest takeaway from them is they were so good that other teams need to look the hell out because realistically this Colorado team is coming. Um, also, I'm going to talk about that when we come back. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Okay, before we go, where does this leave Colorado? Um, they beat the number 17 team in the country. Where does this leave them now? 
um, they need to be ranked. Let's just call what it is. Um, and if they're not ranked by this week, which would be a travesty, if if they're not ranked by this week, I honestly think they'll be like 26th, 27th with most votes, but they're going to be ranked. They have to be. Um, how could they not be? They If TCU is a 17.5-point favorite, or 20.5-point favorite, excuse me, and Colorado goes into their place, a hostile environment, uh, with a roster full of 50 transfers, and they they beat them, with, which I'd say pretty handily. Obviously, the score was close, and TCU was kind of answering their scores because the Colorado's defense was tired and looked kind of bad at the at the back half of the game. But uh, Colorado still was able to pull off the win. Uh, what is that? What else do they need to prove? If they were that big of underdogs, and we didn't know how good the roster was going to be in its entirety, and now we know, they got to be ranked. And heading into Nebraska. Um, they got to be ranked and favored, which they are favored. So we already got one down. Um, and here's why you got to rank the buffs. One, they showed, because like I said, and I'm not trying to harp on Tom Luganville, uh, they were told just days ago they had the worst roster in college football. Um, they weren't going to be able to compete at the Power 5 level. Many people said this. Many people said they couldn't compete at the Power 5 level. They had too many guys that transferred from F- FCS, um, lower D1 schools, group of five schools, whatever it may be, or they had backups from Power 5 schools. Well, guess what? Um, they won with those guys that were, quote-unquote, the worst roster in college football. Um, yeah, I think I think some respect is due. Some crow needs to be eaten. And realistically, you got to rank the buffs. Um, and my takeaways from the game, offense looked great. Um, Sean Lewis, congrats. You're probably getting yourself a head coaching job after this season. Defense, Charles Kelly. Um, the secondary was phenomenal. Um, Trevor Woods, huge interception. Travis Hunter, huge um, broke up a touchdown, made a diving interception. Jacquez, excuse me, Omarion Cooper Sr. Did not know he was a senior, by the way. Omarion Cooper Sr., the Florida State transfer, didn't get up a catch. They were making life miserable for Chandler Morris. Um, and I said this before the game. I said this when I was on Locked on Bus, Locked on TCU. Chandler Morris was not that guy last year. He struggled against what was one of the worst college football teams in history, in the 1-11 team. And all of a sudden, he's we're supposed to have all this respect for him just because Colorado has so many different players. Yeah, uh, he completed fifty-seven his pass, fifty-seven percent of his passes, and threw two picks. Um, wasn't really impressed with him. Um, realistically, uh, the running game they they got the best Colorado. I won't lie to you, the run game was concerning, but Colorado needs to be. I think if I had to guess right now, because TCU was seventeen. Um, I don't know how how many other tw- top twenty-five teams has lost. But I think at a minimum, Colorado should be 21st. I feel like that feels fair. Um, there's still that room to improve. And it's still room to be like, ah, maybe TCU is just not as good as we thought. Um, either way, Colorado needs to be ranked. And either way, Coach Prime made history on his in his debut. If you doubted him, that's on you. Um, don't let it happen again, I guess. Like, oh, that's all I could say. Uh, they play Nebraska this week. And I think based on what we saw last week from Nebraska, Colorado should probably win. <laughs> By double digits. Um, that's my bold prediction to end this show. Uh, Colorado winning by double digits. Um, they looked phenomenal. Um, you guys comment below what you think, uh, how Colorado looked in their first game. What was your biggest takeaway? Um, because mine were the offense looked phenomenal. Defense line, little concern. Um, other takeaway, don't doubt Deion Sanders. Um, seems like it's bad juju. Seems like it's bad luck. I wouldn't do it. Um, I, I always said I had questions about the team m- and how good they would be and how quickly. I never doubted him. I just questioned how good they would all mesh together. And it looks like they've meshed quite well. 
Um, so there's some crow for my face that I have to eat. The offense line performed much better than I thought they would, so shout out to them. Defense line needs 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 to see some better work for my big fellows out there. But hey, what a what a way to introduce yourself to college football. Um, they're called they're the Colorado Buffaloes, and they're coming, as Coach Prime says. And I'm Kevin Borba, and this is Locked On Buffs. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single day. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment, everything in between. Um, I appreciate you guys' support. You guys have a great day and a great start to your week.